Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today I've got back on the show, Rachel Lang and Tisha Morris to talk about the July Mercury retrograde and how we can use this time to reflect, renew, revisit, and maybe reevaluate our personal chi and our homes. I think a lot of people panic, right? They hear the term uh, Mercury retrograde and they're like, oh God, everything's gonna go wrong. You know, communications tend to not go so well. Emails tend to get lost. Our phones don't work. Uh, Traffic tends to get really bad. Uh, Airports, you know, if you're traveling, flights can get delayed. And so I think Mercury really gets a bad rap when it's in retrograde. And I think that we failed to really look at it for what it is. I think in this day and age, we've gotten so caught up in the busy, you know, we have to meet deadlines and expectations and go, 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 that I think Mercury retrograde is actually a great uh, higher source, higher source of wisdom that really forces us to slow down. It forces us to what my teacher says, take a step back, you know, to be able to revisit maybe some projects that you started and never got to, or maybe reevaluate and slow down. We tend to get so worked up and we, we tend to get so hectic with all the things going on in our life. And we don't take that time to really step back and see the bigger picture and slow down. So this is a great time to maybe read, meditate, Take some time in nature. It's a perfect time to be cultivating your chi. So I was really, really happy to sit down with the girls this morning. This is a bonus show because it's 4th of July week. I won't be putting up a show this Friday because I will be on holiday. So I wanted to do this special to really get you prepared for what's about to happen in the stars. The entire month of July is going to be actually quite special. Not only do we have a Mercury retrograde, but we also have a solar and lunar eclipse happening. So energy is going to be dramatically shifting and changing and exposing ourselves to the truth and really helping us focus on our homes, which is fantastic. This is a perfect time of year to be doing this because we are officially in the dog days of summer. So this is a great time to be slowing down, puttering around your house, maybe doing some decluttering, reading, and just, you know, really doing some self-care. I think it's a great time for that. Alrighty, let's shift gears here real quick and just talk about some housekeeping going on in the office. Uh, I have left up the button on the homepage of the website 
uh, to how to remove negative energy from your home. I left it there intentionally because we are going into a Mercury retrograde, which is what I just said, a great time to be slowing down and decluttering and also a great time to be getting rid of negative energy. So I've left that button up on there because it's officially available for purchase uh, and it's available now. Uh, Wine and Woo is a show that we do on the Elevate Yourself membership. It's something that Amy Ray and I do monthly. It's a Facebook Live that we do. And I just wanted to let y'all know, I know that several of you that listen to the show are already members of Elevate, but Amy and I are about to go on a massive road trip and we will be filming the entire thing. So if you are a part of the membership, you will be able to go on our journeys with us and enjoy the shenanigans that we will be getting into. So if that's something that you would like to participate in, be sure to check out the membership. You can just go over to the website and sign up there mastering feng shui if you are interested in my advanced feng shui course be sure to get on the wait list now it's also on the website but we will start doing early enrollment in august so i don't have a specific date for that yet but if that's something that you want to learn more about if you are an interior designer perhaps you're in real estate stagers anything like that or want to learn for your own personal use That course, we always do early enrollment for those that are on the wait list. You get free bonuses and additional, uh, just some perks for being on the wait list. And you also get discounts. So be sure to get on that if that's something that you're interested in. I also want to announce that we are going to be launching a mentorship program this fall. I've had several students from the past that have either taken Mastering Feng Shui or Um, some of my other courses, and they want to know how they can continue. They want to know how they can get more education or where to go if they have a question. So this is something that I've been getting requests for for about three years, and I don't have the time to do a full uh, program, a full curriculum, but I do have the ability to put together a a special Facebook group and a special place where I can teach, where I can go in and do videos, answer questions and things like that. So I think that that'll be incredibly helpful, uh, not to mention incredibly valuable. Uh, I can say that when I got into the industry 22 years ago, I would have loved to have had access to something like this. So to have access to, you know, just when you have quick questions or maybe you want to learn more about a subject and you don't know where to go to learn the real stuff. So if that is something that you're interested in becoming a part of, be sure to reach out to us at let's chat at thegatescompany.com. All right, back to the regular uh, scheduled program. Today we are going to be talking about what the retrograde is, how it can trigger us if we're not prepared, what to expect, and how to navigate it with a little bit more grace. I think we can all use that, right? In addition, we're going to discuss both the solar and lunar eclipse that is happening uh, today as the show comes out, uh, July 2nd and also July 16th. And this month will be all about creative expression, purging what no longer serves us, and seeing this as a huge opportunity to upgrade to our best self. Sounds pretty rad, right? It is. All right, let's get started. And today's going to be a really fun show. I have on, uh, back on, I should say, Tisha Morris and also Rachel Lang to the show. Welcome, ladies. Hi, Amanda. Thanks so much for having us back. Yes, thank you. We're excited um, that you said yes to this. And 
Uh, I was actually just saying before the show, I haven't really prepared anything. I wanted this to be kind of a, a fun, lighthearted conversation. We are um, approaching what is known as a Mercury retrograde. So I would like uh, you to explain what the hell that means. And, you know, it's something that I think we hear a lot about, but what exactly is a Mercury retrograde? So Mercury retrograde is actually an optical illusion. It is, uh, it happens when uh, the planet Mercury appears to be moving backwards. And it, it's, it's one of these phenomenon that's kind of like when you're driving next to a car and you're going relatively the same speed and the car appear, next to you appears to move backwards. That's kind of what a Mercury retrograde is. Um, and, um, and Mercury is the planet of communication. It's the planet of transportation. Uh, it's, communi it's communication devices. So when Mercury goes retrograde, uh, we all here on Earth experience a, kind of a buildup and a magnification of all Mercury themes. So I, I like to think of it as metrograde. <laughs> 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 Explain all, that. All things metro related because I get tongue twisted and I combine mercury and retrograde and it comes out as metrograde. Um, but all things metro, metro metropolitan related <laughs> can, can uh, be a little more difficult. Traffic. She's talking about traffic and cars yeah. and travel and um, things like that. I think that's so true. I, um, when we had the retrograde earlier this year in March, I actually um, just kind of took some journal notes um, just to be a little bit more aware of what goes on during that. And yes, um, traffic jams and issues with traffic and traffic accidents. I noticed that my yoga classes that would normally have maybe six to 10 people in them would be jam packed with like 28 people. And like there would be so many people in one class and flights getting delayed and flights getting canceled, emails getting lost. So are these typically what we see during a retrograde? Yeah. Um, yes. So, you know, so but let's talk about the reason why these things happen. Because I think Mercury retrograde gets a bad rap. Um, you know, people are only concerned with what, what, the, what little problems and, and complications they're having. But if, if Mercury themes are represented, so travel, communication, communication devices, which means your computer, your phone, electronics, things that we use to transmit information back and forth from one another, uh, to one another. Um, if, if we understand that, that what, why some of those challenges occur, it's often because we are being asked to go inside. We're being asked to, uh, to do things like, um, you know, uh, revisit the past, um, reassess how we are communicating. Um, to, to refine how we relate with one another. Um, so, so there's always a purpose for any of those Mercury retrograde snafus. Well, I mean, I, I guess it's safe to say that, you know, there is a divine plan as much as we don't, <laughs> as much as our egos want to get in the way and uh, not have the snafus, as you said. I, I do think it's a great time to reassess and, and refine um, and slow down. I, I think that for us in this day and age, especially, I feel like 
a retrograde really forces us to um, take a step back, you know, just to really like not be so go, go, go and so hectic and really take a step back. And, and to me, it really puts things in perspective, like, does this really matter? You know, some people can get so upset about being stuck in traffic or that an email doesn't work, but I mean, does it really matter? So I think a retrograde can be very valuable in, um, training us or in training us to look at the bigger picture. Absolutely. I think that's a really interesting point. I've I've observed a lot of people getting sick during Mercury retrogrades and that's because they haven't, if, if you don't, if you don't voluntarily take a step back and do what Mercury retrograde is asking you to do, then it will force you on your couch mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or your car will not start in the morning. You'll have to take the day off work or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's better to go ahead and voluntarily take, um, take inactions <laughs> um, is what I've, what I've learned for myself at least. Yeah. So, and I think one of the reasons why, why we need to do that is, and why, and why retrograde, why mercury retrograde is so important is because, you know, often before we move forward with something in our lives, we have to take a moment to, to, to reassess, to, to maybe close chapters, to finish old business, anything that does not belong on the future path, no, no matter what you're creating, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, in whatever area of your life this, the retrograde is, um, is, is, is represented, this, the Mercury retrograde gives you a chance to, to stand still and say, am I aligned to what I'm, to, to what I'm, I'm wanting? Um, is there anything in my life I need to finish? Any chapters I need to close? Anything I need to clear out? Um, and so I think if you have that conscious awareness, then you can avoid Mercury retrograde snafus. And that doesn't mean that they won't happen, but it just means that when they do, you see that as an opportunity for you to upgrade and you take the take the opportunity to 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 go back inside you know it's kind of like um it's kind of like a bow and arrow during a mercury retrograde cycle the deeper in you go and the further back you go the the faster and the farther you can shoot on the other side of that of that uh retrograde cycle i love that i love the idea of looking at it with optimism and and saying, hey, this can really be an opportunity to upgrade. Because I I agree, I think that a lot of times we look at it as a derogatory time where shit's just not going to work, as opposed to what can I really take away from this and learn from this. Um, And I also find what I typically do, and Tisha, I'd be curious if, if you do this, is that I really take it as a a time to reflect, renew, and cultivate my own personal chi as far as um, recalibrating. And I may revisit maybe a, a, like I've been writing a book now for, I don't know, eight months or so. And it's like, I will like go through a period of time where I'm really charged up and I'll I'll write solid for three or four weeks and then I shelf it for (laughs) like two months. And then I'll find like during a retrograde, I'm called to, you know, get back into it. Like it comes back around, which I find is common during a retrograde. But I also find that it's a time when I do want to be more reflective and, and work on myself. And so I may meditate more. I may spend time out in nature. I may ground a little bit more. And I'm, I'm curious, 
um, with you also being a, a feng shui practitioner, what are some things that you typically uh, ask people to do during a retrograde to, to work on their environments and their own chi? Yeah, great question. I want, first want to piggyback on what you're saying with the writing process, because in my writing process, I found that Mercury retrograde times are great for editing, actually, going back and reviewing what you already have written, kind of like that second, the second, yeah, editing phase. In fact, one of my books it happened, to, it happened to be in the flow with my editor that my editing time fell right within Mercury retrograde and it was like perfect timing. And so if you can, like you're saying, like find a natural flow of, um, of you know two steps forward one step back during the mercury retrograde time regardless of what kind of whether it's writing or any kind of project and you can just find a flow that that is that does feel very natural um and so i would say the same thing about uh decluttering the decluttering decluttering process um a lot of people think of it as very chorus or something they have to like you know you know well i do tell people like actually calendar it if it becomes difficult but if you get in a, nor a natural flow of it then you will naturally have a desire to uh, look at your stuff <laughs> during these times and uh, the decluttering process is actually becomes much much more natural um, than it ordinarily would so the decluttering would be my number one top tip as far as things you can do in your home um, mm -hmm. during mercury retrograde in fact a lot of times when people don't even know about mercury retrograde or know that they should there is a natural propensity to to even like look back on nostalgia or memorabilia um and and to then so if you find yourself going into that direction i i would i would um, advise to kind of while you're doing that assess whether these are things that you um, want to keep or not so it's a great time for that yeah and i love the idea of decluttering because i think that that can go beyond your environment and you can declutter shit that you're hanging on to too. So toxic relationships or toxic habits or things that you've got that you're doing, you can also look at yourself personally and utilize this as a time of you may find that things fall away more naturally or easier uh, and there's not as much resistance there because that's what a retrograde is all about. Is that right, Rachel? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And, and I want to piggyback on that because one thing that, that happens a lot during Mercury retrograde is an ex will come back into your life. Ah, yes. <laughs> or a friend with whom, or friend or family member with whom you've had challenges and maybe you've separated from that person. Someone from the past comes back in. And, and one of the mistakes that I think a lot of people make is, you know, when, an, like, when it is a romantic relationship or it is an ex or someone that you had really strong feelings for, it, those feelings all get rekindled again. And, and one mistake that people make is, is thinking, oh my God, this is it. We have to get back together. Like, really, Mercury retrograde might just be giving you the opportunity to look at that relationship in a new way. And maybe there's some unfinished business. So I always tell people, go, go very cautiously into any past relationship, into any new relationship, because there are things about yourself that are being mirrored back at that time that are important for you to either integrate aspects of yourself that might be stuck or, or be in the shadows, or for you to do some, some personal healing um, around situations from your past. So I don't let Rachel leave the house during Mercury retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a good time to declutter and stay home. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it's such a great point though, because um, I've experienced this in my own life where I, it seems like the text messages start to come in from the exes and the old yeah. friends. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I haven't heard from this person in two years and out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's the ex isn't like trying to get back together with you. Sometimes they just, they text about something random and it's like all of a sudden that gateway is opened again. So it, some people, you could, you could confuse that and, and, and like, oh, the universe is wanting us to get back together. But it's, yeah. it could be, but it's also could be, oh, wow, look how far I've come since yeah. that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Or this is what I've learned now. Or integrating, it's a reintegration or a new integration of the lessons from that relationship or who you are now versus mm -hmm. where you were, who you were then. And, and sometimes, you know, Mercury retrograde is a great time for completion and it's a great time for closing chapters. And so there might be aspects of that relationship that you're still holding on to that Mercury retrograde is giving you an opportunity to let go and to, uh, to move beyond. So sometimes it can, it can be about like, oh, okay, the, the relationship dynamics that we had that didn't work for us when we broke up are still there. All right, I'm, I'm ready to close this chapter fully. I know I made the right choice in leaving and, and I'm ready to go, to, to go into my next relationship. So it, it often helps prepare the way for, um, for you to open some other passageway or some other door in your life. I think that's such a, a great perspective to take on it because it really is an opportunity to revisit and reassess. And, and I love, Tisha, what you just said about this idea of um, really, again, being able to take a step back and go, wow, you know, either I can't believe I was in that relationship or wow, I really learned this from this relationship or wow, I've really grown since that relationship. So that could be really beneficial as well. And there, so we, we have our own personal Mercury retrograde story. Oh, and tell, tell, tell. Well, we were sort of like, we kind of like, we start, we started seeing each other and then it was like, ah, we, then we didn't, it was me. <laughs> and then Mercury stationed retrograde and I like fell back in love with her. And I, I made, I realized like, oh my God, I made a mistake. And then that kind of set us up to, to, to get back to Life gives you second chances. Yes, life gives you second chances. Third and fourth. Yeah, but I've worked with, I've worked with a, lot of, a lot of clients and a lot of people who, who, who it hasn't worked out when they've gotten back together with Mercury retrograde. But so it, it, it's really just like proceed with caution, um, whether it's relationships or whether it's any other kind of chapters closing or revisiting the past. It's like you don't want to get stuck or pulled back into the same vibration that you've grown out of. I think that's such a valid point. And I think, too, a lot of people think that they should not get into relationships and do things under a retrograde for fear that it may break it up. Um, it kind of reminds me of the story of Tig Notaro and her girlfriend, Stephanie. They kind of did the same thing. Um, I think you pronounce her last name, Alan. Um, but they were kind of together and then kind of broke apart. And I think it was under a retrograde that they got back together and now they're married. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what are some things that we should not do under a retrograde? Well, you know, some people say, uh, or a lot of 
you know, you hear a lot, don't sign contracts, don't buy cars, don't buy electronics. Well, I think with contracts, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address each one of these separately. If you're signing a contract and it's been something that you've been negotiating for a really long time, or you're buying a house or you're selling a house and it's been an ongoing situation, sometimes Mercury retro, retrograde can be, uh, again, closing chapter. So it can be completion. So I, I always say if you are going to sign a contract for an ongoing project or, or deal that you've been working on for some time, do it with, with care. Pay attention to every single letter, every single word, get cross-check, proofread, get extra sets of eyes to look at things. Don't say Mercury's retrograde, I can't sign a contract. That's just not, that, that, that's not a, that's not, that's not in the flow of, of life. Sometimes you can't help these things. Um, I'll, uh, likewise, if you have, if your computer breaks or your phone breaks or your car, you know, quits working, sometimes Mercury retrograde is a time for an upgrade. And so, you know, if you get a wild idea like, oh my God, I'm going to buy a computer today during a Mercury retrograde, that's probably not a good idea. I would wait. Um, but if your computer breaks down and you need a new one, then, then it's likely that you're getting ready. So this is, there's a spiritual significance of it. It's likely that you're getting ready for an upgrade either professionally or you're needing to find a communicate in a more effective way, or you're needing better technology to do the work that you need to, that your soul is wanting you to do. And so often that is a, that is a, that is a good time to buy a, uh, a computer. Um, obviously if you can wait till Mercury's direct, great. Um, but, but sometimes it's unavoidable. Yeah, ex exposes weaknesses that are, that have been waiting in the wings for a while. For example, if there's, something's about to go out on your computer, the Mercury retrograde, it'll take it out. And so, so it's not that Mercury retrograde is gonna take out your computer, it's just gonna expose weaknesses that are already there is the way I yeah. experience it. It's a good way of putting it. Um, I would also add that this Mercury retrograde, so this Mercury retrograde that we're talking about in July is stationing retrograde in the sign of Leo. And one thing that, that um, Leo is, uh, is, is associated with is creativity, expression. And so this is a time to be tapping into your creative ideas, to be finding uh, you know, new ways to communicate your ideas. This is a good time to do art, even if it's just a therapeutic process, or to journal, um, things like that. I would say one thing to avoid is unnecessary drama. Sometimes what can happen when, when Leo is strongly uh, represented in your natal chart or Leo is strongly represented um, in, uh, in, uh, in, in the transiting chart is that the creative impulse is so strong that there's a desire to get kind of carried away in story. And if that's not being expressed in a creative way, then what can happen is you can create some really interesting dramatic storylines in your own life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so like friend, a friend will call and like, you'll start a fight and then all of a sudden you've got drama. Um, and so I would say that this was a, this is a good time to be, you know, to, to be sort of, if those sorts of situations come into your life, uh, ask yourself, is this unnecessary drama and, and how better could I use my creative energy?
I love that. And I, I wanted to back up just a little bit. I've had other astrologers on the show before, but in case somebody is listening for the first time, you said that it, Leo is stationing uh, in something. I've forgotten now, uh, but explain to the audience, just, just give some basic terms of astrology of what the heck you just said. Okay, thanks, Amanda. <laughs> um, um, so when, the, when, when Mercury station, when Mercury first starts coming to a standstill and, going, and getting ready to go retrograde, and we call that a station, and that means it's like coming to a standstill. And so it's stationing retrograde in the sign of Leo on July 7th, and then it will be stationing, which means it comes to a standstill again and starts moving direct, so moving forward again on July 31st. And it'll move back into the sign of Cancer. So we kind of finish this, uh, we finish this cycle in the sign of Cancer. We start it in Leo, which is a lot about creative expression. It's a lot about, about uh, your own sense of power and leadership. And then it moves back into Cancer and, and, and then the themes that we see expressed in our lives become more about family and home and emotions and security. And feng shui. And feng shui. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, you know, with this uh, being a lot more of a creative expression of a Mercury retrograde. Uh, Tisha, how could we utilize um, this knowledge of feng shui in our home environment and, and utilizing that creative energy to uh, take this time to work on our homes and, and work on our personal spaces other than the clutter? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great time for that because, and if, if, because you might just naturally have a focus on your home and you want to do it without it being a negative focus of, of things breaking in your house. Uh, so yeah, giving it some love with feng shui. Um, and for those who are familiar with feng shui, you know, taking a look at, uh, taking a new look at the Bagua map at your house, reevaluating your money corner, your love corner, if, if all of this is foreign language to you, all you need to know is what areas of your home are challenging or that you don't like as much and focus on those um, and, and seeing what you can do. I always have the kind of three-step process to feng shui. Um, first step is removing, which is the decluttering. What, what, what's, no longer, um, what's no longer a vibrational match to your life you want now um, or going forward? And, and then second of all, do you need to rearrange some things? Um, and then thirdly, that's where you can add, um, add some extra little energy, um, power, power energy, which is kind of what a lot of people think of feng shui is adding a plant, adding a crystal, adding all these things. I, I see it more as the last, the last step, if, if you even need it at all, because a lot of times just the removal, step one of the clutter energizes a space so much that that's all you need. So you can usually start, start and stop there. And, and you uh, mentioned a minute ago about this idea of, of things breaking in our house. This is very common under a retrograde and you've owned many houses and you've actually expressed this uh, relationship that you've had with your homes in all, many of your books. Uh, and I'm curious, it can be closely related to what's showing up in our own lives when the HVAC system breaks or the plumbing breaks. So explain that to uh, the folks that are listening today as um, I'm curious, since things do tend to break during a, a retrograde, what kinds of things our house could be telling us to get rid of 
during uh, this revisit and reassess phase? Yeah, that's a great point. So yeah, our, our house is always just um, externalizing what we're not aware of ourselves. There's a Carl Jung quote, everything seeks outward manifestation, or the conscious is always, the unconscious is always seeking consciousness. And our house does this for us in the same way that our body is a expression of our mental, emotional bodies. Our, yeah, our house does the same thing. It's like a second layer of skin. And so whatever we're not conscious of um, or not paying attention to, our house will show it to us in some, some, <laughs> some sometimes not nice ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, things can uh, things that are like all of a sudden the, the hot water heater goes you know goes out or or like random like there's a leak or something like that. Now there are things that are in normal maintenance and um, wear and tear, but things that are all of a sudden, uh, for example the toilet getting clogged up is just clogged up emotions that you're not um, acknowledging. Um, so yeah, these things can definitely um, show themselves. It's interesting. Um, this Mercury retrograde, um, Rachel can speak to it, but I believe it has a strong component with Mars with cancer as well. And when Mars is in Leo. Oh, Mar- yeah, yeah. but you're right. It stations with Mars can jump. Yeah. And cancer or no? Leo. Leo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Then you're all better, better off. <laughs> Mars <laughs> <and> cancer. <laughs> <laughs> but the sun's in cancer oh that's right which the is the whole yeah. and the north node and venus yeah in fact this whole year we are the next this year and then the next year with mm-hmm. the north node in cancer the home and, and property and and that core family uh theme are big themes yeah yeah absolutely so it's a perfect time to be doing feng shui it is. Yeah. And in fact, we have um, this. So July, in addition to the Mer- to Mercury retrograde, we have two eclipses that are happening in... Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. Tell us about what that is, what that means, and, and what kind of energy that holds. And do we need to be bracing ourselves or embracing it? <laughs> uh, embracing it. Always embracing it. Um, I don't think we ever need to brace ourselves or, or be in fear about any transits that are happening because they're Everything supports our growth and evolution. Um, so yeah, so there's a uh, there's the there's a fir- there's an eclipse on July second, and that's our first one. And that one is going to be in the sign of Cancer, and it is um, a solar eclipse, which means it's a new moon cycle. So that's that's a great one for the home. It's a great one for the family. It's a great one to implement some of these ideas that Tisha has about decluttering. Um, or making any changes or, or um, repairs that you want to make to your home. Um, it really draws our attention toward, toward how our home nurtures and supports us. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I've, I've, I've noticed a lot of people moving. Like it can signal like a new move, a new home, which is which, speaking of decluttering, nothing gets you decluttering like a move, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, definitely, like, finding your, like, your literal and metaphorical home is big mm-hmm. themes going on. Yeah, and, and also, and so then the J- July 16th, we have a lunar eclipse, which is a full moon. And it's in the sign of Capricorn, and, and, and the, the sun is still in Cancer, so, the, 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 so there's going to be a... Uh, uh, you know, we're going to sort of, Capricorn is a lot about your public life. It's about your career, your ambition. Um, it's about your, your external affairs. And, and cancer is really about the home and the family and, and the emotional center. So it's like home within yourself, home within your, 
your, um, your safe space. And so we kind of, that, that lunar eclipse is going to really sort of magnify that access and that tension that you might feel in your own life between those two, those two different themes. And I'm curious, um, I actually have two questions on this. You said that the July 2nd one is in Cancer and the July 16th one is in Capricorn. First explain what the hell that means for the audience. <laughs> and I too, I have no idea what that means. Okay. Um, and how does that play into, since the Mercury retrograde is simultaneously happening. So if we kind of step back on that and look at all uh, three of those events, what does that look like? What does that mean? Yeah, so anytime we have eclipses, eclipses are like really big, powerful, super full moons and new moons. And full moons and new moons, uh, they offer, each, each one offers a different thing. A new moon is a time for starting a new beginning, planting a seed, setting an intention. And it's often the beginning of a cycle. And sometimes it, it helps bring an awareness from within about something in your life that you want to create or something that you want to change. And, and so when we're talking about the eclipse, both the sun and the moon are going to be in the sign of cancer. So if you are a cancer, then, then you might expect that this new moon, this, or this uh, solar eclipse is going to be especially uh, powerful for you. And you could see some real significant changes stirring in your life and especially your home life. So again, this is a great way for us to revisit, reassess, reevaluate, and anything that we're not willing to face or willing to deal with or have pretend blinders on, this is basically going to stir stuff up and, and really force us to face it and to uh, recognize that change needs to occur. Absolutely. The way I see it is, you know, when you get stuck in those stories uh, and eclipses will will further the storyline along much quicker. <laughs> it will a little flip over a few chapters and get you moving again. <laughs> well, I think it's a good point because I think there are people out there, especially if, if we're looking at feng shui, people who have strong earth element, um, they can become very stuck and they can get very rooted and they don't like change. And so sometimes it takes events like this to basically uproot them and and get them out of there as much my mother oh my god my mother is an earth and she hates change like <laughs> it takes a bulldozer to get that woman to change and so i feel like in a lot of ways this is like the divine plan of well yeah you think you're going to stay in that house or you think you're going to stay at this job but we've got other plans for you and since you're not going to do it we'll take care of it <laughs> yeah, totally yeah that's exactly it amanda um, and, and often if you, if there's, there's a, there's a, an awareness. So truth comes to the surface. So sometimes you could be in a situation that you think it's like just fine. And then you realize, oh my gosh, this isn't what I thought it was. Or something inside of you says, I'm ready for something different. Um, and so you have a realization that like, oh, I've got to get out of here, <laughs> you know? Um, so, so sometimes it can be. You know, lunar eclipses are often those internal awakenings and solar eclipses are often external events that are happening that are shaking things up in, in, and affecting your internal world. What about our physical bodies? How do we, I know that for me personally, 
um, when there's a lot going on in the stars, I personally tend to get very, very fatigued. I like to take a lot of naps. Um, I like to putter. Is that fairly common or, or what do we typically see in our physical bodies when stuff like this is going on? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, people experience cycle changes like uh, for women. Um, uh, there, there can be some additional fatigue because you're, you're, you're going through a spiritual process. You're going through some kind of evolution. And, and sometimes it, it is like you get those ascension symptoms, you know, uh, that, that people talk about. Um, and, and sometimes there is a detox that's happening for you. So, um, so it is good to kind of be proactive to make sure you're drinking lots of water, that if your body is tired, let it rest. Don't try to push yourself. Um, or you could get sick. Um, it's also a good time to, to start any kind of cleanse or any kind of diet, to focus on nutrition, to really make sure that you are honoring uh, the, the, your body and its needs as much as possible. Yeah, you can look at the, uh, look at the ocean during the moon cycles and the full moon and the eclipses and see how you know, the tides change and then think about your own body, which is made up of what, 60% water? water, and think about the tides in your own body. Mm -hmm. um, there's no way it can't, affect, can't not affect you. Well, that is a very smart way of looking at that, Tisha. <laughs> I have a question uh, for actually both of you. You mentioned, uh, Rachel, the ascension process, and I know you've been doing astrology for a long time and, you know, we're approaching this new earth and, and we're jumping from 3D to 5D and, and things are starting to move very rapidly and very quickly. And I'm curious, since you've been in, in the stars for so long and Tisha, you've been in feng shui for so long, how are you seeing that? I feel like things are even astrologically moving at a much faster pace and, and things are occurring much more rapidly. Um, for both of you, how have you seen this uh, kind of um, explode in your own careers and how have you seen this change in your businesses, in your home life? Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing it up. Uh, you know, part of my mission or a big part of my mission since beginning this work has been bringing spirituality into our home and to, into even decor choices. And I'm happy to say that it's happening. In fact, um, it was actually just this morning, one of my students posted, um, Sharon Williams just came out with their like color forecasting for the year and with this video and it is infused with spiritual concepts in this video and talking even a, a mandala of colors and using um, you know the elements in, in a loose, loosely vocabulary way of um, like the earth elements and so forth and just it's such, it was such a testament of wow we are here and mm -hmm. um, it makes me really happy yeah same here I mean when I first started uh, and Amanda we talked about this last time when I first started my practice and started spiritual studying spirituality. It was not mainstream at all. In fact, it was like you had to go way underground to find any any community. And uh, and now it's you know it's uh, there are Instagram pages that have that you know hundreds of thousands of followers um, with spiritual themes. Um, you can see it all over social media. It's I mean it's really become it's becoming mainstream. 
Um, and, and so it's, it's exciting to see our collective grow and evolve and shift beyond, you know, in some ways what, what was limiting spiritual ideals. Yeah, and I'm curious for both of you, thank you for answering that, because I think what's so great is that I know that when I started this podcast 10 years ago, the whole reason that I started this was that I wanted a platform to have the ability to go there, to have a platform where I could, you know, I, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, I've just, I've kind of gotten that place in my life where I'm willing to talk about spiritual things. And like yesterday, I was walking on my trail in the woods and I came across a dead blue jay. And in 10 years, I've never seen that. And so I stopped and I buried the bird and I chanted over him and prayed for him. And three people that were behind me on the trail were kind of looking at me like, what the hell is going on? And I just don't care anymore. And, but that's why I started this podcast was to be able to open up the conversation and talk about spirituality and encourage people like you said, Tisha, to bring that element into their homes and to bring spiritual matter into their lives, because I feel like people who have that in their lives are much more content. They're much more happier. They're not striving and they don't tend to uh, continue with the toxic habits and the toxic relationships and um, all the toxic elements in their lives. There, it tends to create an evolution where each small step really pushes you into another positive change in your life. And I'm curious, since you both are in esoteric fields and have been in them for a long time, do you feel that because of these shifts, uh, business and what we do has gotten easier because more people are aware of what we do and more people are open to it now? I think so, yes. Um, I mean, easy. It's, been, it's easy in some ways, and it's more challenging in others. Um, I think it's more challenging because there's, there's an internal drive to continue to grow. And if things get too easy, then it's like, ah, that can stop and you can feel sort of like you've hit your own ceiling. Um, but I think it's easier just in terms of being, um, of, of being able to, to uh, like I feel like my work is, is able to reach more people's hearts. And, uh, and so that's, that's exciting. You know, I think, you know, at the end of the day, like all three of us, what really what we're doing is just bringing more consciousness onto the planet. And I do it through, through feng shui in your home by making, bringing more consciousness into your home. Rachel does it by getting to know yourself and your, you know, what's going on in your life and more about knowing thyself. Um, and, and of course, Amanda, you as, as well doing, just bringing more consciousness to the planet through your work um, in the home and of course on the podcast. And so you can call it anything you want, feng shui, astrology, coaching, and, 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 and each of us have to evolve in what we're doing as well to, um, but it doesn't, it could be cooking, it could be really anything mm -hmm. that, that you bring consciousness to. Um, and that's really, I think what we're, we're all doing. And, yeah. and I think that's what people are wanting more of. It just adds a depth to our everyday giving meaning to things that were once meaningless. I love that. And I think it's true. I think uh, Dolores Cannon calls it way showers. So <laughs> we're showing everybody the way who uh, has gotten off their path and we're trying to bring them back around to the spiritual matter in their life. Uh, as we wrap up the show here, 
any final words on how to uh, prepare ourselves in our environments to the best of our abilities as we're approaching uh, this retrograde and uh, any things that we can do to prepare ourselves for the retrograde to have the, the best success that we can. I would say, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm clearly not going to try to put fear, but like it is, there's something said about being proactive as opposed to reactive. And like I said, like there's things that are starting to, you know, um, need repair in your home, like go ahead and take care of it before it gets worse. Um, that's a very practical example. Um, you could look at, take that any kind of metaphor you want as well. Um, and so that, I mean, I think it's easy. It's, it's so easy in our, in our world today to be reactive, but, um, really doing, being proactive in that you, again, like if you feel the urge to purge or feel the, um, you know, urge to look back on memorabilia, whatever's coming up for you, go with it and don't ignore it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would also say um, if you have been resisting speaking your mind or, or, or you know, having a, a, a challenging conversation with someone or if, if there's any communication that you've been holding back, it would be helpful to try to, to bring that to the surface, um, to have those challenging conversations before we go into Mercury retrograde. Um, and, and it's also a good time to really, to go inward, to journal, to pray, to meditate, to, to make that, to set an intention, to make that a very disciplined practice throughout this, this three week period of time. I would say to um, being mindful of your food choices. I think that that would be something I agree with you, Rachel. I think going inward is such a great thing to do. Um, to focus on our homes, um, especially since we've got kind of a push uh, to focus on our home and family life. But I think it's a great time to reflect, renew, go to yoga, meditate, journal, just do some really good, yummy soul work um, so that you can come out on the other side, um, kind of like a, a brand new, shiny, uh, reflective person who like has a purpose now, like you've cleaned up all the stuff and you're, you're clear on where you're supposed to go now. That's right. Absolutely. Amanda, I think that's such a, that's such a great way to well, th I want to thank you ladies for saying yes to this and doing this. I knew that this was going to be fun. Um, and I, I really wanted to uh, have both of you on here to do this. So thank you for saying yes. If you will share, Rachel, your website where people can find you and Tisha share uh, with people where they can find you. It's Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, the letter C, Rachel C. Lang, L-A-N-G dot com. And I'm TishaMorris.com. T-I-S-H-A-Morris-M-O-R-R-I-S.com. Fantastic, ladies. And you are both based in California. Is that correct? Yes, Los Angeles. And do you have a retreat coming up in July? Oh, or yeah. Yeah, she <laughs> I was like, I oh, know you had one retreat. <laughs> um, yeah, 1440 Multiversity. It's up in Northern California. It's gorgeous among the redwoods. I'll be doing a... Um, uh, leading a whole weekend there. So um, check it out the, on their uh, website, 1440.org. It's going to be. And do you also have it up on your website or is it on just their yes. website? You can definitely link to it from my website on the, on the homepage. 
So for everybody who is interested, you can find uh, the information on either one of those sites so that you can go and stalk uh, Tisha up in the woods. And by the way, you mentioned on our show, Tisha, that you went down a rabbit hole with their website and I made the mistake of listening to you and I went to the website and I was like, oh God, <laughs> there's a lot of really cool stuff that goes on there. And I've had a lot of people on the podcast that it, it's like all of a sudden, everybody that I'm talking to is now doing a talk there. It's like the new Cripalo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the it place. Well, yeah. thank you ladies for doing this. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for saying yes. And I hope you guys have a great day. Thank, you. thank you. Thanks ladies. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. I've said it before on the show, but the reason that I started this show 10 years ago is because just the ability to be able to reach out to cool people like Tisha and Rachel and to be able to say, hey, come on, let's talk about the stars and just have a really kick-ass conversation. It's one of my favorite aspects of the business to be able to do this kind of uh, work and to be able to reach out to other woos and, and just talk about really cool things. So I hope that you are inspired to utilize this time wisely to rest and rejuvenate. Uh, it's definitely a perfect time with it being summer. Don't forget, I have how to remove negative energy up on the homepage. So if you're inspired to take care of your home during this time during the mercury retrograde maybe the fourth holiday uh, that's up so that you can start working on your home uh, if you are so inspired wanting to see uh, our shenanigans amy ray and i will be on the road for the next couple of weeks and that'll be up in the elevate program uh, the elevate membership you can find out more on the website and also while you're on the website, you can check out the Mastering Feng Shui waitlist. It's under the online courses. And uh, the enrollment will open uh, for those that are on the list in August. Uh, general enrollment doesn't open until September. And I also mentioned at the top of the show that I will be launching a mentorship program. So if that's something that you're interested in, just send us an email at letschat at thegatescompany.com. I hope that each and every one of you have a safe and fantastic 4th of July weekend. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on this show today. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe. You can head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. And uh, website is interiorvibes.com. All right, everyone. Trust the vibe because the energy never lies.